old is this song? Like 30 years at least? I was seeing 1991. Jesus. 32 years old. I remember when the song came out. Crazy. It's funny because this song came out and it's just basically... I think it's like a celebration of like the Berlin Wall coming down and just like... I mean, the name of the song right here right now he's watching the world wake up from history like we're coming out of it well guess where we're going now <laughs> yeah this, this guy on keyboard is going off though my yeah. god it's going bananas that fucking what is that a gucci hat and a mullet or a ponytail <laughs> everything's coming back man yes it is that's some we would call that hockey hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean with that you would expect this guy to have a, a thick uh thick western canadian accent i don't think so it's funny you'll hear him it's like regular like just you know crisp english yeah regular but i bet you he stopped singing it's just like thick european yeah <laughs> anyway Jesus Jones. Jesus, I think we could all use a little Jesus more Jones. Jesus in our in our fucking days right we now. We can use a little more Jesus. And speaking of Jesus, the birthplace of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Hard to escape it in the news these days. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a doozy of a time where we're, we're living in right now. I'll tell you that much. No. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a doozy for this episode. I will once again. This this episode of Mojo and the Sim brought to you by <laughs> the film Oppenheimer, which depicts the end of the world via nuclear annihilation. Yes. So with that nuclear annihilation, <laughs> my, my momentarily liver annihilation. What do you got today? More peach. More peach. Oh, everything is just peachy. Everything is just peachy. Yes, it is. Including my shirt. Including my shirt. My peach colored shirt. Mine is uh, probably, I don't know, vomit green. It's funny when I go back to, you know, little Basil Hayden's or or Blanton's or whatever, it's going to be nice to hear that little pop again. Mm-hmm. You got a little pop, a little Poppenheimer for your Oppenheimer? Poppenheimer. <laughs> no, I got, I got, still got my Buchanan's screw top cap. So, Boy. no, no, no it. form of special pop with this one. I'm gonna pour some. Now, th- this bottle, it's got like that, you know, you know, when you go to a bar and they pour you a shot and it's got like that that top on it that that stops automatically. Yeah, like it's a pour top or something like that. Yeah, that that's what this has. It's I feel like I want to just pull the fucking thing out with a pair of pliers because it's just kind of annoying. It's like I, I'm not really here to charge myself, you know, fifteen dollars for a shot. I'm gonna fucking fill the whole glass up if I want. <laughs> I do what I want. Yeah, fill her up. There we go. That's better. Might have to drink another one later on to 
depending on the topics we cover tonight. <laughs> topics, plural. This is going to be <laughs> one long topic. Pretty much, yeah. But Cheers, my friend. Salute. Salute. So peachy. So if you've been living under a rock for the past seven days and are unaware of the circumstances and everything that's going on in Israel, so around 6.30 a.m. local time, Hamas staged uh, an attack on Israel that was apparently, what did you say, two years in the making? Yeah. So I just heard today that apparently they were planning it with Iran for two years. So... That's interesting. So yeah. around 6.30 local time, like I said, Hamas group out of the Gaza, Gaza area located south of, of basically this kind of like within Israel itself almost, right? I mean, it's along the coast, but it's more of like a like Palestinian territory. Right. So they were hurling some thousands is the estimated number, thousands of rockets. About 5,000, last figure I, remember, I saw. Because if you're unfamiliar with the, the defense system that Israel has, the, the Iron Dome, so basically any rockets being launched into or missiles being launched into Israel, it's supposed to be intercepted by this, this system. So, uh, you know, strength in numbers, right? The more mm -hmm. you send, the less probably, you know, the law of averages, there's a possibility that you're going to be able to get a couple rockets through, which obviously happened, was able to kind of soften things up. Well, that's all going on about an hour and a half later. Um, Hamas militants, if you will, crashed through border walls. Yeah. And just basically rode into neighborhoods, killing over a thousand people. The initial uh, loss of life estimates were around 12 to 1300 people. Mm -hmm. uh, were the estimates of hostages 150? Somewhere yeah, around there. something like that, yeah. Um, estimates now, they're even saying Americans were still kind of trying to take a tally. Um, people that are unreported for, you know, they're missing. They may be killed. They may be just displaced. Um, we're not really sure. But latest numbers of, of hostages is, is as high as, was it 40? So figures I saw today it was 40, the amount of casualties of the United States. So what I saw today was 27 confirmed dead and at least another 15 that were believed to be believed to have been taken hostage. That was so as of early about, this afternoon. Okay. This is the, we're, we're creating this episode on the 12th of October. Yep. So when we're talking about people being taken hostage, it's kind of indiscriminate. They're just going into these, Israeli neighborhoods and and taking whoever they can, right? It's kind of indiscriminate. One report I saw, uh, it was probably one of the most disturbing images I ever thought. Thankfully, it was it was blurred. Um, it was a woman out of Germany who was in Israel for uh -huh. a music concert. Um, she was one of the the taken. Uh, she was taken as hostage. She was killed. She was stripped. She was thrown into the back of a pickup truck. The images I saw was well, it's video. Uh, individual sitting on top of her. Two, actually, I think, sitting on top of her, face down, naked, while driving through the city while civilians spat on her, her corpse. Mm -hmm. um, just it, it, the, uh, there's reports of children being decapitated, women being decapitated, 
infants. I mean, we're talking babies being being killed. Um, it, it's it's disturbing to hear. Um, and the crazy thing is, it's it's something that's actually happening in another part of the world in our lifetimes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you crack open a history book, and a lot of times you read about some of these these battles that took place, and you think that civilization has evolved beyond these kind of tactics or or, or just being for lack of a better term, animals, animalistic behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you, you start to see these, it's, it's, it's rather disturbing and it gets you at your core. And when you start involving civilians, you start to wonder where is this going to go next? Because yeah. Israel is, is obviously, they're gearing up on the, on the, on the borders for a, for a ground invasion, for a ground invasion. Yeah. I mean, they've been softening the blows and it's crazy to see, I mean, the images you see from over there in Gaza is just entire blocks just flattened. Uh-huh. Flat. And where are these people going to go? Because not everybody has the same beliefs as Hamas, right? Yeah. But, you know, this is this is where you are. And it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. It, it's, it's, you know, and what a lot of people are saying is that this is the worst, the worst, uh, I guess you could say the worst violence inflicted on Jews since the Holocaust. You know, for something that happened 80 some odd years ago. I mean, that's that's horrific. Or the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. And not that you expect, you know, the, the ante to be upped every year on what happened from the Holocaust. But I mean to to put it in reference like that, it's pretty fucking bad. And it's it it's one thing if it's military against military, but when you have these animals, which there's no other way to really describe them, they're surprising civilians, as you said, at six thirty a.m. this past Saturday, which was a a, a a religious holiday for Israelis, and just went in and massacred whole neighborhoods of people and just indiscriminate killing of women, children, and even elderly people. I heard a report of they were trying to take an elderly woman out of her home and she was too sick to basically take her anywhere or too, too debilitated, if you will, just from being old that they just set her house on fire with her in it. I mean, this is, it, 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 there's no other way to describe it but a massacre. And it's just, it's horrific. It is horrific. And, and when you're seeing the retaliation and you're seeing, you know, Israel strike, these airstrikes just striking apartment buildings, you know, it's interesting when you see the way that they were talking just through the, you know, they, I mean, uh, Netanyahu and even Biden, um, Biden pledging unwavering support for Israel as we typically do. And Netanyahu basically saying like, usually, you know, like when, when there's discussion of, you know, any, any wartime or any military attack, retaliation or whatever, usually it's, it's built into the speech where, we're going to make sure that we we do our best to minimize civilian casualties. And in this one, it was just like kind of shrugged off. And it's like, well, you know, there's going to be some civilian casualties. They get in the way. 
and it was just kind of like there there wasn't any even attempt to kind of you know do you understand what i mean like kind of kind of like a a politically like a pc kind of tiptoe around it kind of kind of deal that didn't happen um this is going to get bad um it's already bad it's going to get worse and Uh the thing is the the reason i bring up like this woman from from germany is because i feel like so many countries have individuals that are involved in this and being hostages or, or just being killed in the strikes altogether I feel like there's so many other countries that are tied to this and then when you see when you see that there's there's civilians that are high number of casualties I mean I was seeing the number as like just for for Israeli casualties was like 12 to 1300 and less than 200 were actually military fighters yeah that were killed. So, I mean, you're talking about a thousand civilians as opposed to, you know, 300 military, like people that not saying that they, they should, but it, like if, if a, if a soldier gets killed, it's kind of a little bit more expected than a civilian, right? Especially, yeah. uh, you know, in a war, but you know, it just goes to show like once these people start getting involved in it and, and then you see Israel starting to go into Gaza and just flatline indiscriminately, just we're taking this building out, whoever, you know, you're seeing the images that are kind of emerging from that area and it's civilians that were killed. I mean, there's children outside are being killed and you have to take into consideration what's going to happen with the Muslim world. Are they going uh-huh. to kind of, you know, are they going to come together and, and band together? And because a lot of those, I mean, you mentioned Iran already and, Iran has said for years they wanted to wipe Israel off the map. Uh-huh. Like that's that's a that's a political league leader saying we want to wipe them off the map. Like that's yeah. we want to erase it. It's yeah. There there's that much there's that much hatred <clears throat> toward Israel and Jews more specifically. Um, I mean. I, and for people who who just don't know, and I think we've seen a lot of this over the past week, is that there is a lot of ignorance on this issue. And I'm no pro by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to this stuff. But um, but I mean, this has been an ongoing issue for for not since Israel, you know, was I guess you could say resurrected as a as a country back again in 1948 after World War II. <clears throat> but this has been something that's been going on for millennia. This is nothing new. I mean, this is from even before Jesus walked the earth. This is something where, where Jews have been persecuted consistently by, by many different empires over the years. So, and Jews have been persecuted consistently and not just up until Jesus' time, even afterwards, and even with the Inquisition and the late 1400s and 1500s out of out of the the Iberian Peninsula, and then even with the Holocaust that occurred back 80 some odd years ago during World War II, it's nothing new. And I, it, it, there's just this constant animosity toward Jews, and I don't know what it is what it is about Jews that makes a lot of different people in the world just hate them. I, I don't, I don't understand quite frankly. I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around, around the whole idea. So I don't know. Me, me neither. I mean, 
to hate anybody that much just because of whatever they believe in and it's like this battle over holy land right i mean jerusalem does it belong to the muslims does it belong to the to the christians and and, and then the whole thing but to uh, i don't know that's but, here, but here's belief, the thing i mean right i mean it, it, it when it comes to to the three major religions in that area which are christianity judaism and islam the core of those three religions do not do not promote violence do not promote indiscriminate killing of people yeah but you've had over centuries the crusades exactly which just blows my mind that that there's this idea that and 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 the thing is is that people keep keep bringing this back to you know blaming you know let's blame god for this because you know god is the reason why all this is happening no it that's not what it is don't confuse faith with religion religion is man-made and that that's what's causing all of this is that they're basically uh, all three religions are basically having a pissing match with one another it's one hell of a pissing match yeah exactly we're talking we're we're talking 1200 dead in israel um gaza the air air airstrikes in gaza have killed uh, at least 1354 people and injured another 6049 Meanwhile, at Gaza, the Hamas is claiming that they've taken up to 150 hostages with them and threatened to kill them if airstrikes target Gaza without warning. Israel has pledged that Hamas will pay a hefty price and now may now be preparing a ground incursion into Gaza. Now, now let's not forget also the humanitarian aspect of it. I mean, they're saying that Gaza is, it, by now they may have run out of power. Um, uh-huh. They're saying that this could turn their hospitals basically into morgues because they don't have the power to run necessary medical equipment. They're mm-hmm. running out of water. They're running out of food. Like all these supplies have been cut off. So it's like the stalemate, right? I mean, Israel wants them to turn over the hostages. Obviously they want the airstrikes to stop. Right. So, I mean, it's going to come a point. I feel like over the next week or so, um, when those supplies, I mean, we're already worried about the supplies and it's what, seven days into this already yeah we're already worried about running out of supplies so where does that go over the next week or two mm-hmm. you know when the supplies really start to run out and you know there's going to be a lot of pressure from people living in this area to kind of make some concessions now it's interesting to see that initial reports um from intelligence made it seem as though Iran had no clue that this this attack was to take place, but then you're hearing other reports that they've been planning it for two years with Iran. Yeah. Now, this all comes on the heels as the United States was just involved in a prisoner swap, which released billions of dollars in funds to frozen assets that we had for, I believe it was for, for oil sales. So once this money became available... Is it possible that this financed this? You know, they had these plans, but they were waiting to be able to afford it, essentially. But then the thing is, if you release that money, like how long does it take to accumulate the supplies? So I feel like regardless, this may have been in the works regardless, you know. Yeah. And so I don't I don't think it has much to do with the six billion that was released to them, was it in back in August or beginning of September for the prisoner swap? I don't think it has much to do with that. But I mean as is with politics here in the United States, because our president is Joe Biden, he's a Democrat, and he was responsible for releasing that money. So all the Republicans want to latch on to that idea that 
that we funded this particular war. And that's not necessarily true. I think this was something that was in the planning altogether. I think the $6 billion would have been just, you know, the icing on the cake. I don't think it really had anything to do with... Because, I mean, to plan something as elaborate as they did, right? to have the plan that they did, you don't do that in four weeks. There's no fucking way that that's... That, that's and they haven't even gotten the $6 billion yet. They have been refrozen because of that. So there, these six billion dollars was initially to help, to help uh, procure humanitarian aid or something to that effect. I don't know for who, which doesn't really make make much sense, but, um, but it has has very little to do with that. Now a lot of people can say, oh, I, a, a term that I just started hearing this this week that I've never I've never heard of before is that money is fungible, meaning that. If you know that you're getting a large sum of money in, like just say fifty thousand dollars, you're getting it in. You're gonna say, "Well, well, since I know I'm getting that money in a bit, I'm gonna go spend fifty thousand dollars to buy myself a brand new car, or something to that effect." Mm-hmm. So, meaning like you're you're basically just moving funds because you're you're gonna get what you expecting to get replenished. Exactly, it's almost like winning the lotto. And like before you get your lump your lump sum payment, you go buy yourself a new house. Yeah, that money that's in your pocket essentially becomes, for lack of a better term, free money, right? Because yeah. it, you're going to be coming on a watch, or in some cases, even be ahead, right? Yeah. Like have, you know, talking about buying a new car for $50,000, but you may have 200000 coming in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely get it. But it's just, it's it's so much more, and it's it's really how big is this going to get? I mean, I've already talked to some people. Maybe be a good idea to to get some heating oil uh, with winter approaching, because we don't know what this is going to do with that. So, any large scale alter or large scale military operation usually results in in elevating energy costs. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably be a good idea to kind of look into those prices if you are reliant on oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wonder, you know, just with that, what it, this is going to do on a larger scale globally, if not just for, you know, the impacts in a military uh, aspect of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always the ripple effect. We could just mention, you know, fuel. Whenever elevated fuel costs come into a hand, what, what does it take to move f- food products from, you know, from the silos in the Midwest yeah. to, to the grocery store, to slaughterhouses, to the grocery store? takes gasoline right so when those costs go up it's it's just like what we saw uh, you know when when inflation first started to hit not too long ago yeah um you start paying those prices at the register yourself in in some instances you start to see some of those costs come down some kind of relief but you know here we go again and it's it's concerning oh there's a lot of things concerning that are happening globally right now that and show you how quickly this can this can go up in flames. I think this is, you know, one of the things that you that you wrote was, you know, are we are are we fighting two proxy wars at this point? Right. We, we've already pledged the ammunition, and you know, when I mentioned like the the fact that civilians are getting killed now, if you're looking at it from the perspective of you know a Palestinian, you know, you see the United States starting to phone, you know, to, to arm the soldier that's essentially killing your neighbor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, that's, that's going to carry some weight. So it's almost like 
instead of the United States kind of just unwaveringly just here blindly, here's ammunition, do what you need to do. So saying like trying to set some guidelines that go along with it, you know, some rules of engagement per se. And, and yeah. see if you could kind of do something to shore up your, your, your foreign relations, because right now I feel like it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what uh, else was interesting for me to see it was the fact that, you know, you're seeing kind of a, a lot of institutions break away from what the popular opinion is with the mainstream media. And what I mean is when, you know, the, the mainstream media is pretty much dead set on being on Israel's side. Anything they do in Gaza is terrible. Anything Israel does is for the for their own good. And it's funny to see some of these these educational institutions like Harvard yeah, where student union released the statement and in, in talking about how basically it's justified that Hamas went in and, and killed as many civilians and take took hostages and killed babies. And like, how do you sit there and, and justify that regardless of your position? But what I'm getting at is that those are those are usually the demographic that kind of follows the leader when it comes to what the media is saying. Well, so I thought did it was you see, interesting to see. Did you see what the Chicago chapter of of Black Lives Matter did? I would I would be very interested. Oh, oh. So they I think it was on their Twitter page. They they posted a picture. Um, I forgot what the what the actual what their post said it was something like this is it that is all or something to that effect and they had a picture of a of what a what looks like somebody coming down on a parachute with the palestinian flag on top of it so basically saying they support palestine and that's that just and again just goes to show more ignorance on the matter um yeah, BLM. What does that say? BLM Chicago. Yeah, was it Chicago Black Lives Matter organization that posted a since deleted graphic of seemingly celebratory Hamas slaughter of Israelites, uh, Israelis partially walked back the inflammatory post on Wednesday. Yesterday, we sent out messages that we aren't proud of the, the Black Lives Matter movement of Chicago. Tweeted, "We stand with Palestine and the people who will do what they must to live free." Our hearts are with the grieving mothers, those rescuing babies from rubble who are in danger of being wiped out completely. The group, which has more than 60,000 followers, posted an image of a person paragliding with a Palestinian flag attached to its parachute and I stand with Palestine right beneath, leading to outrage. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 I don't think anybody likes the image of seeing kids or civilians or, or you know anybody having to rescue babies from rubble i don't think anybody celebrates any form of imagery whether it's for you know on the israeli side if it's on the gaza side nobody's going to enjoy seeing images like that but the thing is is that when you go when you go into another country and you do these fucking wild things and you're you're, you're hunting down civilians it shouldn't be so weird that there would be some kind of backlash yeah. that something would happen to you, the, the people of your country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at, at least, at least the Palestinians got fair warning. And I, I hate to put it in that, in that perspective. And, and this is another thing that people need to get out of their fucking thick skulls. This isn't Israel versus Palestine. 
People need to understand that. Yes, there has been conflict for decades between the two. Uh, I'm not going to deny that whatsoever. It, has there been a lot of shit that Israel has done that has inflamed the Palestinians and has, you know, has like set them back more? Yeah, I, I'm not going to give you all the details because anybody can can search for anything on the Internet and find out what what's been going on f- again for decades. This is nothing new. But Palestine didn't attack Israel. OK, the reason why the reason why people are throwing Palestine into the mix is that Hamas, which is a terrorist organization and an and Islamic extremist terrorist organization, is pretty much based out of Palestine. OK, because of their proximity to Israel and how close they are so they can launch attacks into Israel periodically uh, just to kind of stoke the, the stoke the fire a little more over time. And the, in, in typical cowardly terrorist fashion, what they do is that they will provoke a fight and then hide behind Palestinian civilians, knowing damn well that, that Israel will go after them. And then when 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 Palestinian civilians are killed, uh, Hamas being the propaganda machine that they are, the, uh, of which, you know, Joseph Goebbels out of Nazi Germany would be absolutely proud of. What they do is that they then go ahead and and show all this propaganda that say, oh, look at all the civilians that that Israel has killed in their airstrikes. Yeah, there's a lot of collateral damage because you fucking cowards, you'll start a fight, but then you go hide behind civilians and you you store all your weapons caches uh, with civilians in schools, in hospitals, in daycare centers, because that's what they are. They're fucking animals. They're 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 spiritless fucking animals, and it rightfully so. They should be exterminated. Is that strong language to use at this point? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that is is that is that terminology that that have been used by 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 tyrannical regimes over the years? Yeah, they have. The word extermination has been used, but when you're talking about evil fucking people or subhumans, there's no other way to deal with them than to just exterminate them. Unfortunately, there's a lot of collateral damage that occurs, and not one person that I know of can say, you know what, fuck the Palestinians, who gives a shit about them? Everybody feels feels for them because they're caught in the middle of this. They're being thrown in the middle of this by the same fucking people who they elected to basically run their government. Okay. And people should look into that. So I can't remember how long ago it was when within the past 10 to 15 years or so where the Palestinian people decided to elect Hamas as their local government. So you're, you're, you're electing a terrorist organization to essentially run your government. And then you wonder why Israel shits on you every now and then. It just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, it just to back up that statement about the Hamas being animals, Hamas vows to broadcast hostage executions and tech fan, firms can't stop them. So basically, they're already saying that, you know, similar to, you know, Dan Pearl back in the Afghan. Yeah. Everything back in, in the you know, early 2000s, um, he, if anybody remembers, he was actually a Jewish reporter there. Was he the reporter? Or was he the CIA agent? He was involved. He was a reporter. He was a, he was a reporter, and he was taken hostage by the Taliban, and then 
beheaded. It was it was broadcast, gut wrenching, and it was yeah, it was gut wrenching, and it was broadcast for the world to see. And I still remember, you know, curiosity got the better of me because I want to see what the hell is this? This can't really be what it is. Boy, was I mistaken. And just, it was fucking crazy. They cut a head yeah. off somebody and just like left it, the head on the body. And just, what you don't realize is this isn't Hollywood. This is real. Yeah. And that's somebody who had a family, uh, you know, wife, kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could you imagine like seeing that image of, of the person that you love something yeah. like that happen? And it's just, it's, it's crazy. And this is what they're vowing to do. And, you know, live stream murders like Buffalo and, and Christchurch, New Zealand, they're remaining visible on the web and have been viewed millions of times long after the mass killings took place. Companies' efforts to stop access to violent videos have been stymied by an open internet, which makes it easy to watch, save, and share videos at viral speed. So once these things get uploaded, they're up there forever. It's funny. It's almost like, you know, impossible. Yet I remember seeing interviews where Hillary Clinton was talking openly about, or excuse me, Bill Clinton was talking openly about how Hillary had, there was an ailment and she fell and she hit her head and this was before she was up for election, but that those, all those videos, they disappeared. Somehow they were able to get all those off the internet, but you know, mass killing videos, it's, it's a little bit harder, which is, it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy, but it's, it's a tactic that's been used before and you know, they're going to do it again. Yeah. They're, these, these people are masters of propaganda and they, and they're, it's, it's just amazing how good they are at, at pulling at the heartstrings of of extremely ignorant people. And I'm not just talking about pe- ignorant people in the Middle East. I'm talking about ignorant people worldwide that are looking at this and say, oh, we stand with Palestine for the apartheid state that, that Israel has, has inflicted upon them or something to that effect. Yes, you want to talk about potential injustices that Israel has done to, to the Palestinian people in terms of territory and all that other stuff. I know that they've tried to try to remedy that over the years. And it just seems like Hamas just keeps ruining things for the Palestinian people. So what's Israel supposed to do if Israel doesn't defend itself? And this is another thing that people understand. If Israel doesn't defend itself against these attacks and and counterattack, they're going to be overrun. What people need to understand is that Israel is surrounded by countries that want to see it burnt to the ground. It's not like, you know, oh, well, I'll negotiate with you on this. No. Um, These countries want Israel burnt to the ground. They want all Jews exterminated from the face of the earth. They want the United States destroyed inside out. There's no question about it. That is is their mission in, in life is to ensure that all Jews are dead, Israel burns to the ground, and the United States is destroyed. They they just have nothing but hatred in their heart. That's all they want to do. So if Israel can't defend itself, what do you want it to do? That's like gangs go, keep going up and down your street. They keep kicking down your front door and keep stealing shit from you. They beat you up periodically. They'll they'll kidnap your kids. They'll they'll beat up your wife or, or rape your wife. What do you what do you what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to defend yourself. 
Like, are, are people for real? Do they really not have any fucking balls? That's the thing that that just blows my mind. If somebody keeps keeps instigating a fight with you, they keep coming at you and punching you and tripping you and and doing all this other shit. Are you not going to defend yourself? Or are you just a fucking coward? Because that's what I think these people are. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you lay it out like that when a few years ago, the last time they were kind of going back and forth, Hamas was just hurling rockets from from Gaza into Israel. And remember, what's his name on the Daily Show? He's he's off it now. But he John was on Stewart. The, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Trevor oh, Noah. Trevor Noah. I remember his monologue where he was talking about, he's like, you know, it's just like, it's just like when my, my little brother, you know, he used to hit me and I used to hit him back. And my mother said to him, you know, why are you even bother hitting him? He's not hurting you when he's, when he's trying to hit you. So you could do much more damage when you hit him. So you should just kind of leave him alone and just ignore him. And it was just basically because, you know, the rockets that they were kind of throwing into Israel at the time, they were all getting intercepted. You yeah. know, it was just basically kind of testing out the iron. So it's almost like, you know, since they have this thing that's going to protect them, you know, just, just let them be. Like that kind of, that kind of perspective on the whole thing and that take is just, I mean, so what, just because, so they're supposed to just, you know, keep running the risks, like something might make it through this iron dome and it might land in an apartment building and it might kill a bunch of people who are just in there watching, you know, Sunday night television or whatever. But, you know, it's just just the cost of doing business over there. I mean, we're talking about lives at stake. And it's, you know, you were just talking about how the Palestinians are kind of just being caught in the middle of it, the the, the war between, you know, Israel and Hamas. And um, the article I just kind of shared with you is that uh, Israel is dropping by airplanes leaflets similar to yeah. like what we would do in, in World War II, basically saying that to keep in shelters, um, that are known to be shelters to, because those are going to be the places that save you. Um, but the thing is, is they can go to these shelters and Hamas would not be above bombing one of their own shelters uh-huh. because that's what then it would, it would look like Israel is doing it and it would drum up support in the region. So yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy to say, but now, you know, I'm looking at this and it's just like hearing Biden talk, and then, you know, and granted, this is all through an interpreter saying like, you know, words like Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying that every member of Hamas is a dead man. And he's announced a new national emergency government to fight against the Palestinian militant group. So he goes on to say that, you know, the people and the leadership of Israel are united and fighting Hamas. And today we saw, we saw the beasts, we saw the barbarians that we are facing. We saw mm-hmm. a cruel enemy it was worse than ISIS. So... We knew how bad ISIS was. Uh-huh. This is already the comparison, and they're saying that they're much worse. How staggering the atrocity! How great the pain! And in one report that I saw, where he was talking about, uh, you know, about this attack as being Israel's September 11th, and uh-huh. so how basically anybody who's a citizen of Israel knows somebody who was who was killed and affected profoundly in these attacks that took place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and if they're if they're worse than ISIS, I mean, I, I've heard the stories of of ISIS and the Taliban. I mean, not not that I had any direct involvement with them, but in just hearing interviews of of these special ops guys that dealt with a lot of these a lot of these 
ISIS and Taliban factions over in, in Iraq and in, in Afghanistan. Um, and just how little regard these people have for human life. And if if ISIS was bad and Hamas is a lot worse, that's that's horrific. There there's no there's no way to explain it. And these people don't they don't they they they're so they're so brainwashed by an ideology that they need to exterminate Jews and uh, you know and the great the great white devil here in America. They they don't understand anything but violence. And the only way to deal with them is with even more violence. That's the only way you could deal with them. People need to understand that. So I I, I find nothing wrong with 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 what Benjamin uh, Benjamin Netanyahu says about that every Hamas member is a dead man. I, quite frankly, if if one of our politicians came out and said that, I'd say rock on. I'm glad you fucking said that. Or if they said we need to exterminate everybody in ISIS, like, good. When do we start? Yeah, but instead we've got titles of articles like this one. Biden denounces efforts to justify Hamas in fiery speech. There's really nothing fiery about anything. Did you, he did says you catch nowadays. any of the speech? I, I, caught, I caught some of the speech and it was almost embarrassing to watch. Especially a speech like that, which is on a global scale. You know, what's like, What's even more... What's even more uh what's even more embarrassing is that somebody actually called it a fiery speech and that the first sentence says saying. President Joe Biden offered a full throated support to the Jewish community and a fiery denunciation of those offering justification for the bloody attacks by Hamas, saying it was unconscionable. Oh, those are such strong words. Now, if if he came out and said we're gonna nuke the motherfuckers, I'd be like, you know what, Joe? You you go, you fucking rock on. But, come on, man. Gonna yeah. take come on, man. Witch. I'm going to go take a nap. And then when I wake up, I'm going to have an ice cream and everything's going to be better. Fucking break. I, but this is this is the world that we live in. And I, it's funny because I remember like over the past couple of days, like the ridiculousness that you see on the Internet. And like you just have to you have to like you look at this stuff and you're like, this can't be real. Like these people really can't. They can't really be siding with with Hamas, can they? Like, do they just not know? Like, for instance, like like uh, what is like LGBTQ for Hamas? People are like, if Hamas really knew who you guys were, you'd be the first ones that that they would behead. They just can't stand people like you. So, like, just all these all these people coming out in support of of Hamas. Just not not really not knowing what they're dealing with, and just how that's a that's like just a reflection of of the soft language that Joe Biden basically uses to to quote unquote denounce them. I mean, it's it's laughable. It's so laughable, my God. It's going to be interesting to see what the conversation evolves to next week when we meet again, because these next seven days, it's, I mean, when something is as fresh as it is and starts out is not to use the term fiery again, but as fiery as it's been in how it's come off as just being this, you know, they hit the ground running on both sides and, and we're watching uh-huh. entire countries get demolished all within yeah. me. I mean, you flash back seven days from, from today, even, 
Yeah. And it's, it's a completely different, it's a completely different Israel. It's a completely different Gaza. I mean, there was no discussion of whether they were going to have enough drinking water next week in Gaza. And it wasn't a, a question of, you know, do we have to bury our dead in either of those countries? And it's crazy. You know, it's amazing how fast the world changes. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how our, our conversation evolves. And, you know, what? I mean, we touched on it briefly, but it's, it's just how are we going to do financially as a country when we're now involving ourselves in two proxy wars, essentially? You know, I mean, we don't have boots, but we're already sending, what do we send, an aircraft carrier or destroyer? We sent something. Um, carrier group. From our, so we sent a whole group. So we sent them. Um, so our Navy has, is, is now going into that region. We have. Oh, they're, they're already there. We have billions of dollars already tied up in the Ukraine. And God knows how much more money is going to get thrown into Israel now. And I've already seen it on social media where people, you know, kind of like even people that were kind of quiet on the whole Ukraine thing. As soon as this whole thing happened in Israel, you're seeing people comment on social media and saying like, so what now our money is going to be going to Israel now too? Because let's face it, you know, we're a few months away from preparing our taxes. Mm-hmm. And when people are going to start seeing, you know, when people see money, like they owe taxes. The first thing that I think of if I owed any taxes is, oh, where's this going to go? Is this invested into our country or are we invested into some, some country on the other side of the world? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it, as much as you want to support a country who basically, like I said, 630 in the morning, they're sound asleep, not expecting it. And then next thing you know, houses are being burned down. Like that's, I could get behind that. But it's just like how many of these atrocities and how many of these things are we going to get involved in before we start involving our own military or our own military gets sucked into it? Oh, it, there's a very good, very good probability of that on many different fronts, not just in Ukraine and in Israel. I think people really need to be paying attention to what's going on and not just to be, you know, sucked into this whole Israel Hamas thing. People on there have to understand that Kosovo and Serbia are on high alert. They really don't like each other, as people would probably recall from 30 years ago, the 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 other Holocaust that basically happened in, in the Balkans. Um, what else is going on with within Israel? So right now they're dealing with Hamas to the south, Hezbollah from the north, out of the Golan Heights, uh, where Syria is and where where southern Lebanon are. Um, they're firing at each other from across the Israeli border. So Hamas or Hezbollah and which is another terrorist organization. If you actually look them up on Wikipedia, it says they're a political party, which is fucking laughable as well. So Hezbollah, another another terrorist organization in that area, also supported by Iran, which people need to understand that the that the Islamic Republic of Iran is the largest supporter of of terrorist organizations throughout the world. They're going to start firing at each other, or they're starting to fire at each other. Um, if things go awry there, that potentially can pull Syria into it into attacking Israel and Israel retaliating that could also pull Iran into it, which this, which I think this is exactly what Iran wants. They want to be pulled into it because they want to try to exterminate Israel because that's their sole purpose and in, in existence. And, and uh, people have to understand that the Middle East really wasn't like this 
up until about 40 to 50 years ago, the Middle East was, for the most part, especially like Iran, was fairly democratic until the Ayatollahs took over and basically instilled this this uh, theocracy, this far-right theocracy of, you know, you need to get back to your roots of Islam and and hate the you know the the infidels and the americans and the jews and the zionists and all that other stuff but that whole area in israel is a tinderbox and many countries can get involved there if iran starts attacking israel you can guarantee that we will be involved we'll be involved in dogfights in the air you'll see um we'll be bombing the shit out of them if it if it goes far enough we'll probably put boots on the ground and I think if we do, I think we have to go all in at that point and just completely eradicate the the Ayatollahs in, in, in Iran. Um, I was told from an, an Iranian's perspective, if Americans went in and invaded Iran and kicked out the Ayatollahs, they would be welcomed with open arms by the Iranian people. And people have to understand about Iran too. Iran is not purely, it's not purely uh, Muslim. It's called the Islamic Republic of Iran. But there's a lot of there's, it's actually the second largest population of Jews in the Middle East, aside from Israel. There's also a lot of Christians in Iran as well. There's a lot of Muslims. There's a lot of other, other smaller types of religions that are like Islam, but not. It's there, it's different. Um, but it's it's a very complex situation. Pakistan is is giving their support of of Iran and having military demonstrations because of that and and to counter that india and pakistan are 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 very strong um strong enemies if you will they've they've been having fighting over centuries as well for territory especially like kashmir uh india is technically an ally of israel and of the united states so there's potential conflict there um Let's see where else China is is on Taiwan's doorstep, ready to invade at any given moment. And I think if Iran pulls us into it, I think China definitely goes after Taiwan. If that's the case, that pulls Japan and potentially South Korea into that particular conflict, and then North Korea potentially gets involved as well. And I think Russia is <coughs> Russia is waiting to pull us thin into many different directions before they they start some shit with us directly as well. So, or they they go after targets in in Europe. There's another pipeline that has been sabotaged um, that connects, I think, Estonia to Finland as well. And there seems to be some foul play that occurred with that. NATO is blaming Russia. Russia is blaming NATO. Uh, this is potentially escalating things very quickly in in Eastern Europe as well. So there's a lot of shit going on right now. I, I've also heard things that there's Russian troops in Mexico. Uh, there's definitely Russian Chinese troops in, in, um, in Cuba. I think there's also Chinese and Russian troops in other parts of Central America. So I think they're stationed there, um, you know, in waiting, let's put it that way. Plus, we've had, you know, as everybody knows, the invasion of, of many uh, illegal immigrants over the border over the past couple of years. And we have... You know, hundreds of thousands of illegal of illegal immigrants that are of military aged men that are just strewn throughout the United States. Nobody knows what the fuck they're here for, what they're doing. 
Uh, but if they're real immigrants, why haven't they come over with whole families? Why is it just young men have come over illegally, by the way? And then you have the whole thing with the leader of Hamas, you know, declaring this uh, global day of revolution or, or global jihadist day, which is tomorrow, October 13th, Friday the 13th, ironically, um, basically calling on, on Muslims all over the world to basically attack Israel and Western countries, including the United States. So New York City is on high alert. There's lots of lots of indicators that there may something something may go down tomorrow or over the days and weeks to come. So people need to stay extra vigilant. So point of the matter with all this is that we are we are one we're one shot away from World War Three. We're very very close. What would that doomsday? clock looks like right now uh when it went ahead like 12 hours <laughs> it only had a couple minutes left yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is this is serious it is it's serious and i you know to your point of of stocking up on fuel and stuff like that i think people need to be realistic with themselves and really stock up on everything and anything that they could um even if when it even at least here in the United States, at least being able to to defend yourself because you don't know what the hell will happen. You don't know whatsoever what will happen. So first aid, weapons, food, water, everything. Stock up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. This was quite the doomsday podcast. It was, but I mean, people... Be, People need to understand what's going on and they need they to prepare themselves and their own families. And it's just like I said, you know, it's so much more than just like watching and hearing what's going on over the seas. It's it's the ripple effects and how we're going to be affected here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's we're, we're going to be affected one got, way man. or another. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. It's just uh, to what, what degree? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's all I got too. It's exhausting. <laughs> Send you off with some post Malone. We never really listened to this guy. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. He lost a lot of weight, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. He looks like Amish there. I think that's what they're going for. Is that what it is? An Amish guy with lots of uh, tattoos on his face. Lots of tattoos on his face. <laughs> well, he does what is this interpretive dance? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think so. I can't interpret it. He's uh, really going to war with this ice cube. Apparently. Well, a fucking flamethrower, Jesus. <laughs> Well, that'll take care of it. Yeah. Nope. All right, folks. Well, hopefully we have a viable world next uh, next episode. Till then, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Stay vigilant. Stay on your toes. Keep yourselves safe. And stay safe. Exactly. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.